I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. How are you, man? Good. I'm having a hard time with my Wi-Fi. Hold on. Give me a sec. You restart the it's router? Just, it's just like at home. You want me to restart sake. the router? No. Yeah, if you could, that'd be great. Hold on. I don't know what the hell's going on over here. Hold on. I got so many computers. I got, You know I use three computers for this show? Hold on. I don't know if people know that. Yeah, like, it's like Mission Command okay. over here. Hold on. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, I plug it back in. Is it working yet? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Yeah. Just wait for the light to turn white. <laughs> Stop it. Hold on. Okay, there. Thanks. Like, I swear to God, like, something's going to happen to me. I know I, when I'm at home, Catherine is like, uh, she really gets on, yeah. And and I'm not, and I'm not, oh, yeah? and I'm not down in her for it or anything like that. But just like, you know, with the phone and what's happening with the phone and the stuff from the phone going into your head and just all this stuff, right? You know? Oh, like, um, just worried about stuff. I don't know even you know what things. it is. I don't know what it is, but I just, I let her have it because I don't have an argument against it. So I mm-hmm. say, yeah, hon, you, you're absolutely right. Right. Cause I, I really don't, I don't have an argument against it, but I'm sitting here now like, mm-hmm. and you're the same, right? Like how many screens do I have in front of me? You have how many? Three? One, two, three, four, five. Okay. I have five monitors in front of me, mm-hmm. three computers, five monitors in front of me. Mm-hmm. Right. That can't be good. And I don't know what it does. <laughs> what about just in this room? Oh, don't even get me started. The combo on that. of things, yeah. cameras. I know. Under this desk that we have know, here, there's like know, servers I know, and I know, wires. I know. I'll tell and you all sorts of radiation so hitting many, my balls, bro. There's so many cameras and microphones in this room. It's like you. It's like every morning you walk into Russia. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Walking to Russia. Yeah. Some radiation. <laughs> Here. Yeah. You're going to get radiation poisoning and there's cameras and microphones everywhere. Mm-hmm. Right? This is not a safe space. <laughs> Talk about privacy. I know. And you, 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 wonder, you wonder why I go pee so much, right? It's just to get out of this room for a minute. <laughs> I don't feel safe in here. <laughs> There's too much going on, man. I, I never really, really thought about Bro, it. Like, you the can't do anything in this in room. Here and all the, like, the buzzing and all the noises yes. that come out of here. Yes. Every now and then, and even when we're like when we're not on the radio and Mo- Mocha's over there working, he's got his headphones in, everything else. Every now and then, I'll just mutter to myself, I love my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> just in case anybody's listening. Just in case anybody's listening. I have to reassure people that I'm not unhappy because I know that they're listening. There's too much stuff going on in this room. Everywhere you look, there's something tracking you. Yeah. It's really wild. It's really wild. And then you, you they're like, just, just relax. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Walk in here every day just feeling nervous for six hours. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast.
when you hire somebody to do a job, mm. don't be shocked when the person you hire does the thing that they do. And that's what really I want to say before we get into Macy Gray's doing the national anthem at the NBA All-Star Game. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. What did you expect Macy Gray was going to do? Because Macy Gray, they're now comparing Macy Gray's national anthem to when Fergie did it. Oh, come on. As far as the level of disaster. And there's shots of like LeBron James. LeBron James, when Macy Gray was singing, is like doing his his absolute best. It's like somebody farted in church. He's like doing his best to not laugh. And then he looks up and sees himself on the jumbotron trying to hold in his laugh. And then he just like puts his head down. Right? This shouldn't be a surprise to anyone who's ever heard her sing. This is what I'm saying. When you hire Macy Gray, you're going to get Macy Gray. And it's Mm. awesome. So this was uh, this was Macy Gray doing the Star Spangled Banner at the NBA All-Star Game. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming whose bright stripes and bright stars through the perilous fire Like, all this part was fine. Everything is fine. It's Macy Gray. And the rocket's red glare The bombs bursting in air Gave proof through the I think it was around here. Okay, okay. We'll keep listening. We'll keep listening. Probably the shortest brave I've ever heard anyone do, right? right? Uh, at, at, a, at like a sporting event national anthem. But my thing is this. It's Macy Gray. She sounded like Macy Gray. What did you expect from Macy Gray? Can I just say one thing? And yeah. I was texting Shem when this was happening live. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That performance. Right. Hearing it now sounds normal. I don't know why it sounded different when I was watching it live. Is it because you were watching her do it, maybe? Maybe. Because then all the memes started coming out, and I was just like... Right. Of Bill Murray, where he looked confused? Bill Murray always looks confused, though. You can't hold that against Macy. Maybe, I think it's because the visuals don't match right now. In this moment, the visuals... When I watch it live, don't yeah. match what I'm hearing. She's got the hair and that right coat. And like, she's whipping her microphone, standing around like she's Steven Tyler. You know what I mean? Like, it, there was a lot going on, Shem. It's the song, right? The Star Spangled Banner, when people traditionally hear it, is this big, anthemic, you know, long notes, you know, really over-exaggerated. And there she is. Oh, but to Roz's point, you hired you Macy know? Gray. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. No, don't get me wrong. I thought her rendition was really good. Yeah. I really did. But again, I think... People expect that that big booming voice, and here she comes with. I'll say, can you 
Wow, Shem, you do a great Macy Gray. Hold on, hold on. Keep going, dog. Dawn's early light. What's around me? Damn, Shem. You know what I mean? Like, Deep is dying right now. Deep is dying right now. It's actually really good. It's not bad. Shem, can you do something else? Can you do, like, do, um, do, Fergie. No, 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 no. Do, sing something else in Macy Gray's voice. Do Macy's hair. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Damn, sure. <laughs> but it's not Fergie, right? Like no. they're comparing Macy's to Fergie's. Macy Gray is not this. Mad off See, when you say Shem, that everybody expects it to be big and sort of over the top. Like, to me, Fergie tried to understand that assignment, right? Totally. Like, that's what she tried to do, I but she just failed. I think the comparison was LeBron's face, not no, the singing. No, 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 no. It was like people hated it. People went in on poor Macy Gray. I know. Like, well, because for a lot of people, this was the first time they've ever heard her. Which is another somebody, damn shame. Somebody was like, she was like, um... Yo, this is saying like I haven't seen Macy Gray since I think it was like Spider Man Two. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when she performed? I mean, I'm not. <laughs> listen, don't get me wrong. I do believe that given the talent available, Macy Gray is an odd choice uh-huh. for an NBA All Star game. Completely right. Like, there's a lot of people. I mean, I'm sure there's a list, and Macy's maybe on that list. But to 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 get the call, I, I found it a little odd. But you can't go in on Macy Gray when you well, hire Macy Gray. She is she from Cleveland? I think she's from there. Right? Oh, is that one of those Which things? Is- Hometown they girl. Were, they were doing the uh, they were doing the show in Cleveland, right? Or right, they were doing right, the uh, right, All Star right. Weekend was in Cleveland. Is Macy Gray from Cleveland? That's the uh, only right. thing. She's from Ohio. Yeah. Ohio. So oh, okay. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah, so she's from yeah. Ohio. Ben, How did Fergie do it again? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So there was a, a list uh, and, and a question that was asked, and that was, will these songs be classics in 100 years? Now, 100 years is very difficult to wrap your head around. So first of all, let me go back and play you a couple of tracks that were released 100 years ago just to show you how much times change. Because I know when we, we're we going to start like playing a couple of like some songs here yeah. and you're going to go, oh, definitely. That song's going to be a, still a classic in, in 100 years. Okay. Okay. So here is, uh, here's one track. This is uh, My Buddy by Henry Burr. So this was released in 1922. Okay. Life is a book that we study. Classic, right? I think we all agree, Shem Mori. Everybody agrees. Classic, right? Absolutely. Okay. Okay, you want, okay so. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Okay. He's so happy. Okay, to hear this. okay, okay. Uh, something else from uh, 1922 uh, Hot Lips by uh, Paul, <laughs> the Paul Whitman's Orchestra. Oh, so, Hot Lips by the Paul Whitman's the Orchestra. Question, because yes. it's from 1922. Yes. 
This song is not in any way racist or sexist, is it? It may be. Maury, did you have to bleep this? Uh, Could you well, imagine having to bleep a song from 1922? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay, so here is... Uh, yeah. Gang, gang. Okay, okay. so here, let me, let, me, let, me, let me play this for you. Let me play this for you. Okay? Classic joint from 1922. Okay, so... Hold on, let it play out. Okay. <laughs> okay, so classic joint from 1922. Right, we don't have to play anymore. Thanks. But, uh, no, stop it. <laughs> just, just stop it. Where's the words? No, just it's there's an no words. It's, it's, it's yeah. They, they, uh, they, oftentimes they didn't need words. Anyway, so okay, so you get the so you get the sense. Okay, so the question again is, will these songs be classics in a hundred years? So we just heard from a couple of songs that were released a hundred years ago. So you understand how much things change uh-huh. and what a song would need to be. Was there anything that we would recognize from 1922, Maury, that you found? Maybe the other one from 1922 that I put in there. Maybe Which, what number three? Yeah. A- April Showers by Al Jolson? No, okay, stop that. Okay, so now let's... I don't know what the hell's going on here. Okay, okay. Sorry, guys. Okay, so here. So now we'll get to some contemporary-ish songs, and you give me your thoughts on whether you feel that they will be classics in Mm. 100 years. Now, knowing how much things change and tastes change. Right. Okay, so uh, let's go with uh, number eight. Tell me something, boy. No, no chance. A hundred no. years? It's not even a classic now. Right. What? <laughs> come on. <laughs> this song came out what? This song came out two years ago? Two, yeah. three years come ago? On. Come on. No. Come on. Come I'm on. sorry. I don't agree with this. Thank you. Okay. Uh, number seven, please. Number seven. Like, come on. Number man. seven. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You think so? You think <laughs> Tub Thumping by Chumbawamba is going to last a hundred uh, years? Yeah. Yeah. When was this song released, Maury? How many more years do they have to go before they hit a hundred? 1997. So that's not my question. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh boy. <laughs> Damn it, Maury. Okay. <laughs> it's a very easy answer. Add 100 to 1997. One th- th- one. Okay. Uh, okay. So Mocha, so you say yes to uh, to, to tub thumping. Shem, what do you say? Absolutely. Absolutely. In a yes, hundred years. Oh, in yeah. 100, okay. Listen, in a hundred when it's when it's uh, Ronza Mocha version ten. Yeah. On the radio. Okay. They're gonna All dip of back. Our heads were bopping. So okay. what does that tell okay. you? Okay. Okay. Uh, number uh, number six, please. Okay. <laughs> this is not Al Jolson, by the way. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yes. You think so, huh? Uh-huh. Yes. Years. Give me another oh. one. Okay, Give number another number one. five was All Star by Smash Mouth. Oh. I know, I know. Uh, number four, they wanted you to know if it was uh, All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. I classic. say classic, I say yes. yes, just simply because it's a Christmas song. Yeah. I think if any song on this list is going to survive 100 years, it'll be this one. Yes. I agree. Like 100%. And uh, at number two, they wanted to know if uh, Thong Song by Cisco yes. is still going to be a classic uh-huh. in 100 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. You think? Of course. And, and, uh, and, and number one on their list, they wanted to know, I don't even know if you remember this song. Do you remember Smooth by Rob Thomas and Santana? Yes. Oh, I hear this at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, classic. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You remember, like, last week when um, Kanye's ex, Julia Fox, was on the Call Her Daddy podcast? Oh, yeah. 
I don't know why, after all this time, this one clip from the interview ended up going viral, right? Like, why didn't happen sooner? But all these celebrities... There's so much other stuff. Uh, all these celebrities started jumping in on it and then doing their own TikTok versions of something that Julia Fox said. And the first time I heard it, I was like, Meh. I didn't fully, fully get it, right? Right. And then listening to it over and over again, then I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. why people are, are finding this funny, but just listen to this. So would you, because everyone's like, would you consider yourself Ye's muse? Uh, um, yeah, a little, maybe. What does so. it even mean? To no one that's ever been, because I remember you were like, I've, this is not the first time that yeah. I, like, what what is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote Unkaja. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like things like right. that. So it was the Unkaja. Yes. I line. Know. This yeah. line. Right. Unkaja. Right. The way she said Unkaja. Yes. Yeah. Which is uh, what made people laugh. And then other celebrities like Bella, Bella Hadid was doing her own TikTok version of this. But I was like. Everybody in that world, they all kind of talk that way anyway. Right. So it wasn't as jarring the first time I heard it. Right. And she had said, she replied to it, right? Like she addressed that. Uh -huh. And the only thing she wrote was, OMG, I was stoned. Leave me alone. No. <laughs> right. right but that is how like that's how there's a group of people who speak like that mm -hmm. right and it's like do you remember that um you remember the skit on snl the californians oh my right? god yeah i i know you they, didn't really like that skit i that hated much. that skit because I, it drove me nuts opposite, because people I, talk I, that way i love those yeah yeah those skits man yeah but that's what she is right she is like one of the californians yeah right yeah, like that's just and it's a way it's like it, it's a pronunciation and, a, and an, an enunciation uh, that a lot of people use like a ton of people say stuff like that. What is a muse? I mean, I was Josh Safdie's muse when he wrote on Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> like it's just so weird. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Michael, Toronto Mocha, how are you? Hey, guys, what's up? Uh, so uh, Michael lives and listens to the Toronto Mocha show from uh, Vernon, B.C. How's everything out there in Vernon, B.C.? Oh, it's not bad. The weather's been going pretty good so far. Okay. Nice, man. And uh, how long have you been listening to the Toronto Mocha show for? Uh, on and off over the years, honestly. But then I discovered the podcast because I don't really listen to the radio. Okay. And it's just been getting me through these days, man. Okay. So which episode were you listening to that brought on this question that you have for Roz and I. I was listening to the podcast specifically around Thanksgiving, mm. and I heard Mocha asking Roz what they had for Thanksgiving. Uh -huh. And then Roz went into it, and then Mocha asked the question, so what were the fixings? <laughs> and I just doubled over laughing. Like, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then Ross went, the fixing? And I, I just, I was dying of laughter, man. It was too good. Okay. Okay. So you want to know, you want to know what the fixings were? <laughs> I want to know why, like, what started you guys on the pronunciation of fixings and business and toit and all of those. 
Okay. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah. Because um, you know what? The interesting thing is in my house right now, uh-huh. just because like this show has influence on a lot of people, but like this show has influence in like in our homes as well. Um, mm-hmm. No, it, it, since I would have to say that in the last at least six, seven years, Anytime anybody has ever said in my family, in my house, my kid included, anytime anybody has ever said the word business, it is only pronounced in my house as business. Yeah, totally. <laughs> okay, right? Uh-huh. Like even Catherine, right? Like Catherine will be like, she's because she's a photographer, everything else. She'll be like in her office chasing money, like clients and dealing with something or a canceled shoot, right? And then she'll be like, God, man, she's like running your own business. is tough, right? <laughs> Completely normal now. Completely, completely normal. I say, we say Fixins in our house all the time. Okay, okay. So Fixins started, there was a show called Eastbound and Down, okay? And uh, Mm -hmm. with Kenny Powers, and he was played by, uh, uh, what's that guy's name? Oh, my God. Um, Uh, Danny McBride. Danny McBride. And he was like an ex-ball player, but like a total a-hole, right? Yeah. And he had this mm-hmm. friend, and they were trying to trying to start like a some sort of business venture. And the friend suge- the friend suggested they were sitting in a mall, and they wanted to um, uh, build a food cart in a mall that was uh, just baked potatoes. <laughs> right? right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and and it was like had a real sexual overtone to it, right? Um, and that's where, that's where I first heard somebody say Fixins. Now it wasn't as pronounced as the way Mocha and I do it. Oh no, we exaggerated. Okay. So, but the problem was this, is that Mocha and I kept saying Fixins and it drove Catherine crazy. She hated it. Like she hated it. It bothered her so much. And then Mocha at one point, and this is years ago, um, Mocha at one point was having people over for dinner and he made these little signs in front of all the food, right? <laughs> and in front of and in front of everything that went along with the main, he wrote all these little signs that were just spelled fixins. I can't believe you remember that. It's right? Amazing. Yeah. M- Mocha, Mocha, how do, how was that spelled again? Uh, F I X I N S. Yeah. <laughs> Fixins. It was uh, either that or, or it was F-E-E. Yeah, it was, it was F-E-E-I-N Fixins. I, I don't remember how you do it. but you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but, but you spelled it out. And then and then so we had all that. And then it, and it would just drive Catherine crazy. And so that's why. So it was like for a long time, it was a super inside joke because it was something that we would do and say that would drive Catherine bonkers, right? Uh, and then eventually she got over it and never brought it up again. But now I can't pronounce it any other way. Yeah, it's just completely normal, normal words, normal life. Yeah. And then how did Toit come around? <laughs> that was like, I remember the first time I heard Toit was in, I think it was Austin Powers' gold member. I think gold member said it. Oh, maybe. And yeah. then uh, since then, I, I had always said Toit. Yeah. It was like Toit, like a Toyga. Yeah. And then business was because of Fiexens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, here. Let oh, me, can, here. Can I play something for you? Okay, so this is the scene yeah, from. You can bleep this, Mocha, if you yeah, need course. to bleep it. Um, this, oh, is, I will. This, this is the scene from uh, Eastbound and Down where they're in the mall uh, talking about their, um, their potato cart. And then when they walk over, they're going to smell those baked potatoes cooking in the microwave and coaching. We're making money, 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 money. No diggity, no doubt. I like to bang it up. This is wonderful, Holmes. I'm loving how you sexualize the food. This is perfect for a shopping mall. It's very sexy. The only thing I'm seeing I'd like to put an amend on, perhaps a little more room here for the fixins. You know what I'm talking about? Ooh, we're gonna have a lot of fixins. We're gonna have so many fixins up in this. So it was literally just that one scene yeah. um, from 2013. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. Been alive for almost <laughs> yeah. ten years now. Yeah, yeah. And so, so that's really that. And they don't even, they don't even like, they sort of like overpronounce it, but nothing like we do. And yeah. so we just like sort of took that and it just changed the way we talked. Yeah, I mean, I started listening to the podcasts from the beginning not that long ago. And you guys were saying it near the beginning of the podcasts, So I know it doesn't go far enough back for me to know the backstory. Yeah. And it was every time you guys pronounce those words, it just makes me laugh. I'll be in the middle of a work task and I'll just have to hide it. <laughs> well, there you go, Michael. Now, you know, uh, the history of Fixins on the Razamoga show. Yeah, that's great. Thanks. Uh, all right, man. Uh, we appreciate you, brother. Uh, real quick, before we let you go between Razamoga, who's your favorite? Roz. <laughs> Wow, you said that like you're shamed, man. Like, no, nah, man, no. Nah. Okay. I I know that people hesitate. I know that people want to give reasons, not just Ross. You're too good. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I listen, man. I will take that win. Thanks so much for the call, dude. Sticking straight to the business. <laughs> <laughs> Later, Love dude. You guys. Later, Love man. You Love you too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast available anywhere and everywhere you get your podcast from. If you have not yet subscribed, all you got to do is search for Roz and Mocha. Hit subscribe, and when a new episode is released, it'll automatically download to your device. If you have notifications turned on, you'll get the notification that a new episode is waiting for you. Um, last year, it was discovered that uh, accidentally by somebody who listens to the show, that when you listen to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast at half speed, mm -hmm. we sound drunk. Yeah. And ever since then, people have been submitting on purpose slow-mo po portions of our podcast. The ridiculous conversations that sometimes take place sound even more ridiculous when they're played at half speed. So and, feel free. And when we say we get a lot of these, like we get a lot mm -hmm. of these. Uh, this one comes to us from Roz and Mocha fan Steven from episode 349, we were having a discussion with Deepa, and Deepa's mm. already shaking her head right now. Mm. <laughs> She's like, I remember I this convo. Um, can we please not this. do this? Um, but too bad. Uh, but we were having a conversation with Deepa about growing up, and even up to now, she never had a key to her house, her parents' right, house, right? right, right Although right, her right, brothers right. had keys. Anytime Deepa had to leave the house and then come home, she had to call like one of her parents to be like, yo, can you open the door for me? <laughs> <laughs> still today, I do the same thing. And still, still today, still married, still today, married, yeah, happily married <laughs> yeah. woman. Still does not have married. the keys to her home, her childhood yeah. home. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this is the conversation that we were having with Deepa, okay. and when it you slow it down at half speed, it sounds like this. What was the reason given to you that you were not allowed to have a key to the house? <laughs> there was no reason. Just so because? my <laughs> automatic understanding was, 
hey, I have a boyfriend, you know, so. <laughs> Hold on. I got to hear that point. My boyfriend. <laughs> my boyfriend. Said, oh my, my boyfriend. God. Hey, I have a boyfriend, you know. <laughs> hey. So, this prevents any, any, any opportunity of sneaking boyfriend in when parents aren't home. Oh, my God. Um, they know where I am at all times. And this might be, a, like, maybe this is a brown girl problem. I don't know if other brown girls have faced the same problem that I have, but it was... It was... A, Pretty much a joke growing up. What if you, like, <laughs> went out, like, on a Friday night or a Saturday night and, like, it was, you know, like, 1 o'clock in the morning that you're coming back home? You think I went out <laughs> on a Friday or Saturday night and came back at 1? I was home by 7.30. <laughs> oh, my because you're out all day drinking. My boyfriend. Hey, I have a boyfriend, you know. <laughs> so listen, yo, shout out to Steven. Uh, Razamoga fan who uh, who submitted that. If you find a portion of our podcast that you listen to at half speed and it sounds like this. Hey, I have oh a boyfriend, you know. <laughs> Feel free to hit us up. Just DM it to us. Make sure you include your name so we can uh, give you a shout out as well. But uh, we love, love, love getting these. Uh, I'll play it for you because I know you want to hear it again, Deepa. No, hey, no, no. I have a boyfriend, you know. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is... My question is... Got a problem you can't fix. Roz and Mocha got you. How are you today, Emma? Good, thank you. What's uh, your problem? Yeah, what's going on? Yeah, so um, I just kind of... I need my clients to uh, respect me a bit more and respect my hours. You need your clients to respect you. You wrote this, uh, Hey, Roz and Mocha, Fix My Life. I have my own company. Congratulations, Emma, by the way. Uh, I'm you. having issues with some of my clients with a lot of lack of respect towards my schedule and my time showing up late, trying to schedule last minute and getting upset when I'm unable to accommodate and just in general overstepping to the boundaries between professionalism because I am a home-based facility. I think my clients believe that means I'm available to them 24-7 uh, and I find that it's not only causing a lot of stress on myself but on my relationship because it feels like I'm just constantly working and taking on clients. What do you do? Uh, I'm a dog walker so I do dog walking. Uh, I do daycare out of my home so you take care of things people love yes yes that is a very <laughs> yeah. it's a very difficult thing to take on it's a lot of fun it's the best job in the world <laughs> it, is, it is but but you're yeah. not um but you're not hemming pants you know no <laughs> um when it comes to you being the thing that is in charge of keeping something happy and alive that somebody else loves that puts an incredible amount of pressure on you and the business right yeah. And so they those relationships are always different. It's like a, uh, it's like I have like you may have 
a different relationship with like your kid's teacher than you would with anyone else in the world. Oh, yeah. Because they're the ones that are in charge of shaping your child. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's the same thing even with dogs, right? I mean, I get a lot of ones that start out as puppies and are with me now at five years old, right? So you you have a problem with what? Like when, when you say they're overstepping and not respecting your boundaries, give us a good solid example of like what a couple of clients have done. Um, so because I'm a home base, like I mentioned, I think people just figure that I'm here all the time. So I'm always able to accommodate. So my opening hours are 7 Mm a.m., but I've had people banging on my door at 6 o'clock in the morning before I'm even awake. (laughs) With banging on your door for what? Oh, yeah, to drop off their dog. Oh, (laughs) really? Oh, like before they have to get their day started, before they got to hit the road and get to work and whatever. Okay, so so what happened? Like, do you follow that up with a conversation? Let's say you don't want to be rude to them, like, to their face, and you obviously don't want to leave them stranded with the dog like i assume you bring the dog into your home and your day then starts but do you follow up afterwards with like a friendly reminder of when your work hours are yeah and i think that's the hardest problem that i have i think it's more so they realize i open the door and i take the dog in and then after i'll be like hey guys just so you know the hours are 7 a.m starting if you ever need earlier accommodation just let me know the night before. And what? How much yeah. extra? How much extra do you charge them for that extra hour? Uh, so it's five dollars per hour for daycare. So yeah. I'll just charge that extra five dollars. So just so you don't you don't charge double for that extra hour. No. You should. Okay. <laughs> because if your typical work hours, like your typical day starts at seven o'clock, that's like a premium service you're then offering, right? Because because guess what? Yeah. Guess what? From my point of view, your out your hours are 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 six to five. Right. If all I have to do is call you the night before and say, hey, can I do six? And you say, yeah, no problem. You don't work. You don't start at seven. You start at six. Yeah, that makes sense. And I find even um, so even things like late pickup, um, like I had someone who showed up an hour and a half late for pickup the other day with no explanation. I charge things like a late fee, but a late fee doesn't help if. I don't know where you are. I think that you need to be a little bit more uh, um, hardcore. I remember when Roxy was in daycare years ago, like daycare when she was like a baby. Yeah. Um, If you were late picking up, there was a penalty. And the incentive was because if the penalty was just $5, whatever, and they were just going to charge your credit card at the end of the month, I would be like, who cares? I'll be late every day. No big deal. Mm -hmm. But it was a substantial penalty. And I believe it was something like $25 every half hour in cash when you showed up to get your kid. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Now we're talking. Okay. So you (laughs) hustle. Yeah. So you hustle because, so the other thing is like, and if, so I'm on the highway and I'm like, okay, if I get off the highway, it's going to be this time. And then I got to find a bank machine. Um, So if I go over that half hour, then that's like an extra whatever. You move your ass when it's it's a substantial amount of money and you're expected to pay cash. So what happens if you show up and you have no cash? Like they keep your baby? Honestly, the next day you bring bring in cash. Like, okay, like legit, yeah, yeah, legit, yeah, yeah, yeah. you you do. And it was it was that kind of incentive because, you know, if I'm expected to pick up my dog at five and I'm like, ah, whatever, I ran late a little bit. I didn't even get a hold of you, but you're trustworthy and I love you. And I know you're never going to say no and you're totally agreeable and you're not going to rock the boat and all. we have a great relationship, all this stuff. If I knew that you charge $5 an hour, but if I was late, it was $15 every half hour cash at pickup. I'm, pe- hustle. I, I'm hustling. Yeah, I'm, oh, hus- yeah. I'm hustling, yeah. or I'm or I'm even calling a friend to be like, "Hey, can you just go and grab my dog?" Yeah, because yeah. Emma, they they don't know like outside, like you have a life outside of your 
your work hours, right? So they don't know if... That's the biggest problem, too, is, I mean, if... Okay, if your dog is here till 8 p.m., no problem, but I also want time to chill. Yeah. I need to eat dinner. But they don't know if you have plans afterwards, right? You need to be somewhere at 7.30, let's say. Do you have any sort of agreement with these people? Yeah, I do. You do. And what does it say on there? Does it say the hours? Uh, The hours are written on there, yes. Okay, and does it say what happens if they're late or they need early? It does, yes. And they still don't sort of respect that because the penalty for anything is really just nominal, and you are perceived as being totally cool with everything because you just love their dog so much. And I think that's what it is, too. I always want to be accommodating. Yeah, and I think that you need to send something out to remind people. You know, you know, when we, you know, hey, everybody, just so you know, moving forward, um, the, uh, I mean, you already had them sign something, so I don't know if you can change the late fees and the early fees, but I think that you need to word it to them that it is not an option. And if they do need to be, if, if somebody is going to be late picking up or early dropping off, I would say they need to give you at least 24 hours notice mm-hmm. or, yeah. or, or these are the penalties. Yeah. And if you say it and you're assertive and they get it, believe me, they know they're taking advantage of you. Okay. <laughs> None of this is going to be a shock to any of them. Yeah, and I, I think that's what it is, too. I didn't really put my foot down at the beginning. Of course, when you start your own business, you just want to get the clients, right? Of course. Yeah. Well, you can have have some tough conversations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All the best, Emma. Okay. Thank you. All right, okay. love. Thank okay. you so much. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Comedian Chelsea Handler has been busy prepping for her vaccinated and horny tour, which treks right across Canada starting next month. She's got two dates in Toronto, two in Winnipeg. She'll be in Ottawa, Windsor, Vancouver, and Calgary. You can get tickets right now at LiveNation.com. Chelsea Handler, welcome to the Razamoka Show. Oh, my God. Hello, Canada, Toronto. What's up? How's it going? The other side of Canada, you guys. I'm in Whistler. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Uh, vaccinated and horny is the tour. <laughs> And you're taking this tour right across the country. You got to be pumped about this. I know. I'm going to all my Canadian hotspots. Now, the, the vaccinated, we all understand the vaccinated and the, and the horny. Was this, uh, was this a lockdown-related thing? Like, did you come out of this more horny than you normally were? I would say so. I mean, if you're a single person and you were being told to stay home, at first it was exciting. It was like spring break, you know? did a lot of mushrooms. I had a lot of days where <laughs> nothing really happened. Yeah. I did a lot of mushrooms with my landscaper. And uh, and then after like three months, I'm like, okay, well, this isn't, this isn't funny anymore. Um, and I think a lot of single people, because, you know, you couldn't really be hooking up. But what I did was I got at-home COVID health tests at my house. So I was able to test potential suitors in my backyard for COVID. Once no! they got those rapid Are you serious? Yeah, so I would invite people over, them a nasal swab, then I'd plug the cartridge in in the kitchen and it would run the diagnostics. It would take like 30 minutes, but within that time, I could just interview them. And if they said anything, you know, annoying or I saw jewelry, I would just come back out and say, you have COVID. We're talking to Chelsea Handler on the Razamoga show. Now in a relationship dating fellow comedian, Joe Coy. Uh, did you end up testing him with one of your, your rapid tests during COVID? Uh, Joe. Yeah, Joe. No, we weren't dating then. We did hang out once. We hung out once during COVID. And no, yeah, he sat in my backyard. I didn't test him because we weren't going to have sex. I wasn't. It was way before we were dating. And I never even, I never believed I was ever going to be dating Joe. Right. I had no idea. And and now, and now everybody thinks that he's going to propose to you. Is he? When? I don't know. People are saying it's going to happen on your birthday. Ooh, yo, your birthday's on Friday, girl. Better get them nails done just in case. I better make, 
No, if that happens, that's so embarrassing. I hope that doesn't happen. I don't want it. I don't want to be prepared to. What is it like now for you two? Because you have been such a uh, an, an inspiration for the I don't need a man. I'm doing this on my own. Like you, you really took that flag and ran with it for a lot of women. But what is it like now to be Chelsea Handler in the uh, will he propose on her birthday or won't he celebrity rumor mills? <laughs> I would say that it's good to uh, never lower your standards because I was perfectly fine being alone and, you know, self-sufficient and all those things, you know, like very independent and fierce about my independence. And so no one was going to crack that unless they were going to be a big addition to my family. Like right. I wasn't going to let anybody come into my life unless that it was an addition, not a subtraction. You know, I've had relationships where it's not good. And, you know, you're not adding to the situation. So I think it's a great example for women. You know, I was 46 when I fell in love with him. Like that is inspiring because it's not, I didn't think I was going to fall in love with anybody. I was over it. I was like, all right, this isn't happening for me. I've gotten all these other great things in life. You know, I've had success. I have my family. I have tons of friends. I travel all the time. I'm like, maybe that's all I get. And that's fine. And then, you know, he came along and just, me down <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chelsea Handler is on the Raza Moga show you have all these dates multiple dates uh, across the country vaccinated and horny is a tour LiveNation.com is where you get your tickets real quick Chelsea can you remember the first crowd you performed in front of post COVID and what was that feeling like for you well uh post COVID yeah I, I mean I did a lot of, because I was filming my last special, which was on HBO Max called Evolution during COVID. So I had to warm up in all these like little rooms on the East Coast that were just reopening. So I basically was performing at like strip clubs again to warm up my hour special, which was, you know, very discouraging. I mean, people were so excited to be out at all that they were just wasted and passed out. You know, like my, my front three rows would be like, there would be three people that were passed out. I'm like, this is really going back to the basics. It reminded me of when I started doing stand-up. But there were no big venues open. So it was a nice, like, humbling experience. Now, obviously, it's different because, like, you know, Toronto, I'm coming there. I'm doing two shows, an early show and a late show. Uh, but for big, you know, sizable audiences, and people are psyched. It's great to be a reason that people are coming back together. Chelsea, before we let you go, I don't know what your 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 sort of relationship is like uh, currently, but have to get your thoughts on uh, Fifty Cent showing up at the Super Bowl in that performance. What'd you think? Oh, that that was that was. I was like, whoa, wait, what? I was with Joe watching. He goes, he goes, there's your boy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chelsea Handler, thank you so much for joining us on the Razamoga Show. We mentioned this before; can't mention it enough. Vaccinated and horny tour is happening right across the country. Tickets on sale right now. LiveNation.com. We appreciate your time, Chelsea. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. You too, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. How was your uh, family day yesterday? What'd you get up to? Yesterday, um, nothing. We just spent a lot of time outside. Yeah. Uh, in the backyard. Like you're just standing outside? Yeah. Yeah. For like <laughs> four like, hours. Like looking what? around. Just standing there. <laughs> no, we have a fire pit in the backyard. So oh, we did you light it up? Yeah, yeah. It was kind of mild outside. Jeez. So we just yeah. did that. We just hung out. What do we do on Sunday? There was uh, not too far from us. They're still doing like those um, those drive-through light shows. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. So we did that on I think Sunday night. And then Saturday, I can't remember what we did on Saturday. Yeah. We just chilled. 
yeah. took Roxy and Catherine tobogganing yesterday. Oh, and? Yeah. How was it? Well, we didn't have Roxy's proper sleds, but we had those like old school crazy carpets. Yeah, yeah. Right? That are just death, right? Like there's just no controlling it at all. And it's sharp edges and you and you put your hands in those like two little holes. And if you go off a jump, like it'll chop your fingers off. Totally. Like yeah. those things are absolute madness. Uh-huh. And Do you wear be- thick gloves when you? No gloves. None. None. Risky. No, none. I didn't go down. Why not? No, because I can't. I can't do that. The conversation. You said we, you yeah. said we went to No, I said we took Catherine and Roxy tobogganing. <laughs> is what I said. Go okay. back and check the tape. So okay. okay, so you took Catherine and Roxy tobogganing. Yes. Yeah, so okay. the conversation always goes, uh, "Hey, you want to go tobogganing?" And my immediate reaction is no. Right. <laughs> right? Of and then and then Catherine's like, "Get your coat on." And I'm like, "Okay, cool." So I get my coat on. <laughs> your Bro. reaction to do you want to do anything? Okay. Today? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so I go and I get my coat on, and we can't find Roxy's toboggan, so we got to go and pick up the things that are in a different place. Everything the crazy carpets, right? So now sure. we got all these crazy carpets, and oh looky here, we have three, uh-huh. right? Where I'm like, perfect, perfect, right? Yeah. So how many of you are in the family? So we get out of the three. three. So we get out of the truck. Um, Roxy <laughs> takes hers. Catherine takes hers. Catherine hands me mine i immediately walk around to the back of the truck open up the back of the truck put the crazy carpet in the truck and close it oh come <laughs> yeah, on dude okay? and she's like what are you doing and i and i said i go listen because in in my house okay anytime the girls want to do something that they say is fun but there's yeah. also like some sort of element of danger to it mm-hmm. right i'm the one that gets hurt mm-hmm. always without fail Right. When Roxy was little and they, you know, when you have like a tickle fight with a kid, you got a little kid in the house. Right. Oh, everybody's tickling. Everybody's tickling. They will be tickling. Right. Tickle fight, tickle fight, tickle fight. And I'm like, don't involve me in this. Right. Tickle fight, tickle fight, tickle fight. Next thing I know, I'm the one that gets a heel of a foot in my nose. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I'm doing nothing. I'm just sitting there. I'm always the one that gets hurt. So I'm, I, I, I go to this hill and I look down and it, what they're doing is they're going down a hill. And there's no good hills because the weather was so warm. So they find one hill with a little bit of snow on it, which is just ice. And at the, it's a super steep hill. And at the very bottom of it is a wall. Mm. A wall. Yeah. And halfway between the top and the wall are two exposed manhole covers. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm like, she's like, she's like, just go through the middle. And totally. I'm, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not steer, steer how, steer what? So this becomes so this becomes a whole thing, and then I'm the I'm, I become the busy dad, right? Mm-hmm. So they start walking around this giant park, and I'm like, "Hey, listen, girls, I'm going to do you a favor. Let me walk all the way back and get the truck, and you guys find it, and then I'll come find you. And then that way, when you're done, you won't have to like you won't have to walk far. Ah, let, like, just let, let me get the truck, right? So <laughs> yeah. I double back and I go and I go and I get the truck, and I'm like, okay, so I'll move you over to this part, and then I move the truck there, and then Catherine's like, man, you really should try this, man. You got to get down this hill, and I go, rocks. There's a Tim Hortons over there. How about I go get you a hot chocolate? Oh and, God. And and I keep it in the car for you. So when you're done, you have like a nice toasty hot chocolate. She's like, that is amazing. And yeah, I'm like, cool. Best dad. The best super dad. Super dad, right? So I spend my afternoon doing everything I can to not die on yeah. a hill. Right? Look at me and, looking after my family. Thank you. And I took care of them, right? And Catherine was done. I'm like, look at this spot I got. It was like right in front of the hill. Like Wait, I'm, I'm so 10 feet away from where you, you guys are Did you spend any time outside with them on that hill? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Like... Um, um, like when you got there to say, hey, I'll be in the truck. It's I mean, right there. Would, I mean, would anybody call it a substantial amount of time? No. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I was present. I was present. Right. I watched. I was present. I just don't want to die. <laughs> Family. Day, right. Huh? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You'll be watching uh, Prime Video this weekend. Wow. 
Because the weekend is pre- premiering the uh, the Don FM Experience. What's that? It's his new concert special. In the press release, it says, uh, Welcome to the next phase of Don FM, a purgatory other world where live performance, theater, and performance art collide for a night out at the club. Oof. So that's happening on Saturday. On Friday, they're releasing merch to purchase. Uh, and then right after, um, he's releasing an eight-track live EP featuring music from that special on Prime Video this Saturday, by the way. It was his birthday over the weekend, right? It was. Oh, my God. So jealous. The that party in Vegas? Oh! I just saw that picture that uh, that Drake posted with it's uh, him in the weekend. Uh, Drake's got some sort of giant cocktail in his hand. I don't know, but it looks green. Maybe that's just the photo, but now I'm curious as to what that is. Blended money. And he captioned it, uh, <laughs> we've done everything like it's nothing. Isn't that something? <sighs> I it's, know. And then I saw another photo. Big party. A lot, yeah. of, lot of dudes wearing sunglasses and indoors too, huh? That's such a flex. I'm looking at yeah. one picture. One picture. There's four people in one picture. Three of them are wearing sunglasses inside. Yeah. You know, do you have your such sunglasses? Such a baller yet? flex. Uh, no, I don't. I've tried that before. Sunglasses inside. Yeah. Not for me. Oh, it's not, huh? No. Oh, I love it. Do you really? Love I just, it. I just too dark. No, love but it. But I guess it's got to be like super bright. Yeah, but I don't wear like, to... I don't see, cause I, like I have one pair of like decent sunglasses that I found. And when, mm. when you're like, and they're not, it's not a dark tint, right? Like at all. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, sure. no, no, no. It's good. It's good. Oh, for God's sake. I went, I was at Home Depot yesterday. Mm. Sunglasses or, inside? No. Oh. Uh, sorry, on Saturday, I had to go to Home Depot. And at yeah. the checkout at Home Depot, you know what they have? They have these things called readers. You know what those are? Okay, what? Right, right? You know what these are? It's probably been in existence for like 10 years. You know, okay. And then everybody knows about them. Okay, you know Go. what these are? These are magnifying glasses for your eyes. Uh, so they're readers. What? They're not a prescription, right? It's uh-huh. like, they look like glasses, okay? Oh, okay, sorry. You mean yeah. at the... At, at the, the check- checkout, okay, yeah. yeah, right at the checkout. There, they have those like shoppers. Shush, for a second. Let me let me talk about this. Okay, this I just discovered. I've just I've just discovered. You didn't this. know that these were like no. a thing. No, and then they have like one point five and two and two point five and three and three point five, and it's yeah. all the magnification uh, that you can get. And so Catherine oh. was like, Catherine was like, here, start to try these on. And I'm like, I'm not trying those on, uh-huh. right? And then dirty, you know what I mean? Like how many other people walked up? And then and then super I, spreader, right okay. There. And then I put a pair on and I looked at my phone. Mm-hmm. It was like I was seeing my phone for the first time. Stop it. Yeah. It was, I went from SD to 4K Ultra yeah. in like, in, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a second. So what happened? It was glorious. Did you buy them? No, I didn't buy them because Why they were not? dirty. So, but I went home and let me tell you about, if you don't know anything about readers, right? Because I don't think a lot of people do. Wow. So let me, let me explain. If you're 60 plus, you okay. may be like, yo, Let me, now you're talking my language, okay. son. Can I just explain to you the glorious part of readers <laughs> is that me. when you go on Amazon and uh-huh. you look at readers, as I did, yeah. right? I was trying to find like a cool, like cool frames uh, for readers. You know what the glorious thing is? Tell me. When you buy readers, uh-huh. they sell them in packs of five. <laughs> so I can keep one set in the car, one in the bedroom. I'll keep one pair at work. Uh-huh. One pair upstairs by the TV. I don't even have to worry about. They know you. They know you. They know what you want. I don't have to worry about even taking them with me. I can just get up and leave, and I will have readers everywhere I go. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. So yeah. did you? Yeah. You hit. You add to cart. Yes. Buy now. Yes. Deliver. Like yes. Prime. Yes, sir. Order within the next ten hours. Yes. Get it tomorrow. Yes. And you're gonna. Uh, they are magnifying glasses. Mm-hmm. I don't need a prescription, right? I just. 
I need things to be bigger. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So you know how yesterday nerds were celebrating the fact that it was uh, like Tuesday, palindrome day, February 22nd, 2022, 22222, right? Correct. And I was like, okay, yeah, that's a cool thing, but like it's not that big of a deal. Right. Uh, One family in North Carolina welcomed the baby girl into their family. So on palindrome day. No, they didn't. But the baby was born at 2.22 a.m. Come on now. Was also born in room two. Shush, shush, shush. No. Guess what they named her. What? If you say two, I'm going to die. Nah, Judah. Oh. Judah? Um, Judah Grace. Tuda? (laughs) So that was like the one cool thing, right? And yesterday, all day, David Morey was just trying to flex like how amazing of a day it was and how people were going to be freaking out and it was just going to be this big hot topic all day palindrome day right only uh, it'll only happen once in our lifetime maury was so excited you get so excited about this stuff maury like it's uh, and and i i don't get me wrong i love your excitement i love your enthusiasm but it's stuff like this that i feel that you that it, it almost takes over your your world, right? It's just so super cool. <laughs> <laughs> so twos. So guys, Maury's excitement guys, of yesterday's palindrome day to prove a point, right? Yes. Where I said, please don't waste your time doing this because it's not gonna you're not gonna get the outcome that you think. Right. He wanted to spend his day making cold calls across the country. Okay. To get other people to share in his excitement of palindrome day. Right. Of two twenty two twenty two. Gotcha. And I was like, dog, nobody cares. Right. Point proven. Listen to this. Hello? Hey, how are you? Hi, amazing. How are you? I'm good. It's Dammit Maury with the Roz and Mocha Show. Hi, Maury. I need to know how you are celebrating today. Did you know today is Tuesday? Oh, okay. Happy Turn It Up Tuesday. No, no. T- T-W-O. Tuesday. Two. Oh, two. Oh, one, two. All right. No, no, no. Tuesday. No, no, no. Tuesday as in two, 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 two. Tuesday. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That's good luck, isn't it? Just like one, one, one. But it's only going to happen once in your lifetime. But that really sucks. Only one. I need to know how you're going to be celebrating Tuesday. With uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken, I guess. <laughs> Why? Why KFC? It's, you know... Tuesday. Aside from that, it is Tuesday, February twenty second, twenty twenty two. Absolutely right. So, uh, like, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, and I feel that it deserves more light shined on it. I don't know what else to say, sir. Really, (laughs) I don't know the purpose of the call, and I don't know what else you would like me to say with regards to frankly quadruple tuesday frankly i thought that you'd be like oh my god that is so super cool i'm excited that in my lifetime there will be tuesday i am still enjoying that fact as i speak with you right now sir but i appreciate such a beautiful and pleasant phone call from a total absolute (laughs) stranger today is tuesday (laughs) it's a beautiful tuesday indeed no but no t-w-o tuesday two as in two tuesday Uh uh-huh (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yep. Today is Tuesday. Yep. Today is Tuesday. Do you get it? No. Two, no. two, two, no. two, two. Nobody cares, bro. Oh! All the, all the twos. All the twos. We're celebrating all the twos. <laughs> so cool. 
Wow. So should we sing a song for Tuesday? Yes, let's sing a song for Tuesday. Okay. Good day, Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. Wow. So. Wow. Did that work out the exact way you wanted it to more? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Reading the craziest story right now, I'm trying to figure out. Go ahead. You see this story about the twins that married twins and then had yeah. kids that are cousin twins? Yeah. But they're siblings. C- cousin siblings, I mean? Yeah. So these twin brothers yeah. met twin sisters yes. at a twin like convention in Ohio. Yes. They get together, all four of them. Mm-hmm. Right? So the mm-hmm. twin dudes start dating the twin women mm-hmm. and then they get engaged on the same day mm-hmm. and then they get married on the same day so one big wedding mm-hmm. <laughs> family and friends a lot of their family you should see the wedding photo. i don't know if you saw the wedding photo yeah. the wedding day photo but a lot of their family are twins Man, when you have twins in your like in your blood it's it's wild. Like yeah. you, you, you have like twins on twins on twins in that family. And that's what the the, the family photo looks like. The wedding yeah. photo. Yeah. Uh, and then they get pregnant in and around the same time. One of the women gives birth to a child, a little boy, and then nine months later, the other twin, within the same year, yeah, uh, give birth. Oh yeah, and now all six of them they live in the same house. Right. Yes. And I guess this is a thing where it's called quaternary twins which is when two children are born less than nine months apart to identical twin mothers and identical twin fathers yes so not only are these kids the babies cousins mm-hmm. but they're also by this account technically siblings as well they're brothers no no, no. genetically like, genetically sorry genetically, genetically they're, they're siblings they're siblings yes this is so crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's like, that's this is my cousin brother. Yeah, that's the twin mystery. Yeah, like if if they like if they if a thousand years from now, right? Like they dug up bones and they dug those two kids up after having grown and died at a hundred, yeah. right? And they sort of tested everything else that they could. Uh, they would determine that uh, those two bodies, those two sets of bones, were in fact siblings. So does that mean then? That the parents of each, they're like, like Uncle Dad and Aunt Mom? Yes. Technically, it could be? Well, I mean, no. No. Because no. if they're saying that these no. kids are cousins but <laughs> genetically siblings, yes. Yes. then that would make yes. the parents of sure, each, the parents yes. of all. Yes, yes. Well, I mean... But again, in a hundred years from now, if you dug up all the bodies, yes. But yeah, but yeah, no, yeah. but in reality, no. It was it was this set and this set. But yeah, no. That's a wild thing where uh, you you get two sets of twins, and the, and I guess twins like that kind of stuff too. Like I mean, obviously they do. There's twin conventions where twins are well, going and hooking up with other twins. Yeah, the the women, right? the twin women. The, you can were just saying, call them twimmen. Twi- the twimmen. Yeah. We're saying how, like, they've tried dating, like, non-twins. They called them singletons. Yeah. Right? And they weren't into it. They no. They were, like, specifically into dating twins. Right. Which is part of the reason why they went to this twin convention. Right. That's so wild. 
So wild. Live together. Yeah. Engage on the same day. Yeah. Like, like, I guess when you're, when it's that much of a twin thing, yeah. you have to do all the twin things. Yep. You got to keep up the reputation, right? Yep. Yeah, it's weird. And, and twins have a, a like a, a a relationship that you just don't often see. I knew a set of set of twins, and when they were nineteen, yeah, they still slept in the same room. Really? Yep. Like bunk beds? No, or like just, just like two beds on like either side of the room. Really? Yeah, like they did when they were, and they had enough rooms. They uh, didn't have to sleep in the same room. I guess when you're just they just, just chose to sleep in the same room. Thing. It's just a twin thing, man. It yeah. feels off if you're not together, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, every now and then they would still dress the same too. Really? Like That's, they still, yeah, they still loved adults? it. They loved, be, yeah, 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 yeah. They still loved it. They love being have to twins. Embrace the yeah everything that comes with because being a everything twin. else because everything else all their interests and tastes and everything else were completely different like that's uh-huh. what i also find interesting about twins is that like you can have twins that look identical they sound identical they dress identical uh they love the same they laugh the same like if they're on the phone you can't understand which one is which yeah uh, but one will hate pizza and one will love pizza that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, this is a, a I know, super I know. It's a wild, wild story. Wild story. Yeah. Twins marrying twins, having kids that are cousin siblings. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. My hands are so cold today. Yeah. Driving. I. You know. I. I have one glove in the car. What happened to the other one? I don't know where it is, but I draw. I have one left. Uh, one left glove that I put on when the steering wheel's cold. What do you do with the other hand? Um, I, I don't know. I don't do anything. It doesn't touch the steering wheel. You put it under your lap? Like under your leg? Uh, no, I find that that's dangerous. I, How's uh, because uh, I don't, I need to have both hands in case I need both hands. Oh, because okay. normally I only, I drive- know. Yeah. Safety, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But normally do you drive with one hand or two? I drive with one hand actually. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah for the vast majority of, uh, of the times. And if you, hold on a second. Yeah. I drive with one hand. I'm trying to think what I do with my other hand. Yeah. What, what hand, hand do you drive with? Left. Yeah, me too. And you're a lefty. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm a righty and I drive with my left. What hand do you drive with, Shem? I'm with you, Roz. I'm a righty and I drive with my left as well. Maury? Righty, left. Uh, what does that mean? I like, write with my right, drive with my left. Okay. <laughs> I think my right hand just sits on my lap. Hold on. Doing what? Right. No, my right hand it's is chilling. on the passenger seat. You put your hand all the way over on the passenger seat? I, you I can't drive, reach out far, bro. Yeah, I put my hand like this, and I drive like this. Why? Like to brace yourself? I guess, as I sort of lean yeah, you back know what? to the side. I have, an, I have an armrest? Yeah. So my right arm. Yeah. So I lean a little bit to the side. Yeah. When I drive. Yeah. yeah that's exactly I, what I, I have do. I have two jean jackets now and two shirts that have holes in the elbow of the left arm because I lean on the armrest. Really? Yeah. Yeah, and I lean like when I drive, I lean like my body leans over to the to the right. Yeah, when I when I drive. Do you? Yeah, like a cool guy. Like a cool, yeah, exactly, right? like a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, like I'm <laughs> kicking it. I wish I could change and put my arm out the window, but it's too late now. You're not tall enough to put your arm out yeah, a window. You still use a booster seat? No, no. <laughs> when did you give that up? Last year? That's why I drive a Yaris. Maury, it's slow. Maury drove by me. Maury drove by me the other day, and uh, I, I swear to God, and I drive like I drive a truck. I'm much taller than he is. I still only saw the top of his head. <laughs> like, no, he, he, <laughs> I saw the other day when you left. I was like a couple seconds behind, right? Yeah. And yeah. I saw when you left the parking garage. Right. Yo, your truck is loud. Oh, it's very loud. And yeah. in an echo, and I know, like out in the real world, it's like loud. <laughs> yeah. But in an echo 
echoey parking garage. Yeah. It is loud, I, it's, loud. I know, it's very loud. I, I was know. like, who the hell is that? <laughs> and then I turn the corner and I see, before I get in the car, I see you pull out of your spot. And I was like, oh my God. That I know. Well, okay, I told so you. Because this is, this is what happened, right? Is that I, because I got my license very late in life. Uh-huh. Okay. And like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. And when you are young, like when you're 16, 17, 18, say in those sort of teenage years when everybody's normally getting their driver's license, um, you have a vision in your head when you're that young of like what driving would look like and like how cool it is and all this stuff. And like you have your dream car in mind and everything else. But when you're 16, you can't afford any of that stuff. And you're sure. probably just going to drive your ma's car. And then maybe you're going to be able to get a car. Your dad's going to, you know, buy a used one to go off to college with everything else. So all of that stuff. Is, you're explaining my childhood right there. All of that stuff sort of happens later in life, yeah. right? So, but for me, when I got my license late in life, I had money right okay so i did all the things to my truck that like a 16 year old would have done to his truck but never been able to afford to do so as soon as i got a truck i was like make it louder black out the windows put huge tires on it and bigger speakers (laughs) right and i did it all in a weekend loud and big (laughs) yeah (laughs) and boy is that loud the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Did you see that uh, Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger are teaming up? To do what? To help promote a fight happening on March 5th. Between? I say fight. Oh. <laughs> Asterix fight. Oh, why? Who's who's tussling? For the um, slap fighting championship event happening oh, in Ohio. Oh, God. I used to watch those Russian slap fighting videos a lot. So it's basically two Bro. people standing across from one another. Yeah. And... Open-handed slap. There's three rounds, and they like let's and let's when you see these slap videos, they look like they're at arm wrestling tables. Yes, right. Like they're just it's a small standing table, two people on either side, and women do this too, mm-hmm. and they chalk up their hands, and then you have to stand there and you slap a guy, and then that guy gets to slap you. But like these aren't like these aren't slaps. Like it is open hand. But they're using, like, it's not a fingertip slap. Like, no. they're using the whole palm Full and palm. the base And they of do, the like, hand. a big wind-up, too. Huge. As if you're swinging a bat. Yes. But it's, the bat is your arm. Yes. Right? You're just not allowed to move your feet. Like, you can wind yourself back, oh, right? I'm glad you asked that question. Yeah. Uh, you want to know what the rules are in the Slap Fight Championship? Yeah. Like, the official rules? Yes, please. Listen to this. All right, folks, let's take a look at the rules of Slap Fight. First off, no clubbing. All competitors must land their strikes with an open hand. The heel of the hand may make contact but cannot extend past the chin. Next, no stepping. Feet must be planted shoulder width apart, and there can be no pivoting or stepping when striking. And finally, no flinching. Small reactions are allowed, but any movement that affects the power of the strike is a foul. So you're probably wondering, like, why Arnold Schwarzenegger and Logan Paul? Well, Logan Paul, he's going to be promoting it, uh, or it's going to be airing, like, on his YouTube channel. He's got, like, a billion followers on YouTube, right? And he's just social media sensation. Arnold Schwarzenegger, he has his own sports festival that takes place every year in Columbus, Ohio. And this slap fight championship is taking place during that festival, which is why the two of them uh, came together. But I want to play for you. If you ever wondered what it sounds like to be inside of an arena during one of these slap Slap fights. Um, Is this English or Russian? uh, No, these are two Americans. Two Americans? Uh, Battle Axe versus the Bayou Bastard. Oh, no. (laughs) Battle Axe siding in. One! Here's his wind-up. Oh, and it's a nice slap from Battle Axe.
been working on his technique, and as you can see, he's got an interesting style. And then he smacks Battleaxe in the top of the head. Oh, and here we go with allowed, round two. Not allowed. One, two, three. Oh, Another hard slap from Battleaxe. So bad. Here's the wind up. Two, three. Oh, they okay, go, now we they go in before three, here. too, One, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Two, three. Oh, okay, Ricky has found his mark. <laughs> oh, oh, and you have to understand too with these with these slap fights is that the, uh, like uh, these guys have big giant meaty hands, oh, right? Yeah. Like big giant hands, and when they when they hit you with it, so that meaty part of the palm of your hand will hit you right in the middle part of your jaw. But when you watch these guys, the thing that you feel bad for is their ear yeah. because the, the fingers wind up smacking you right in the ear. And these guys, their ears are so red and swollen and like it's well, brutal. What I've noticed with this company, the Slap, fight, slap Fighting Championship, yeah. they make now, they make the guys or the competitors yeah. wear um, like earplugs. Like something to protect. Really? Only on that side of the face that you're getting slapped yeah, on. Yeah, right? And yeah. sometimes if a slap is hard enough, you see that thing pop right out of their really? ear. And then the ref, they have a referee. Of course they do. The Sport. referee will come in and like fix the ear. Uh, yeah. And and put everything back in you place. You ever slapped? In- Bro. I'm a huge fan of a slap. It's... It's the worst. Yeah, yeah. It it's stings. The, yeah, it's the it's the it's the worst. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of a. I'm a, I'm like pro slap even more than punch because when you slap a guy, yeah, it's right? very disrespectful. It, it's very. Disrespectful. I think it's more disrespectful to slap someone than to punch oh, them in the 100%. face. Oh, hundred percent. Like if you have beef with someone and then you slap them, yeah. like you know what I mean? It is so. It's yeah. jarring. You're like, what in the hell just? Because if you punch a guy, immediately men are like, that's war, uh-huh. right? Here we go. Like your primal instincts kick in. But when you get slapped, it brings you back to like childhood. Mm-hmm. There's right? a moment of shock where you're like, did that actually happen? Yeah, because and yeah. then you have to figure out a way to react. Because when you get punched, right, your instincts tell you to go to war. When you get slapped, your instincts tell you you're being disciplined. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Completely. And it's just, it hits a different part of the brain, man. So uh, if you're interested, uh, the Slap Fighting Championship takes oh, place God. on March 5th, being promoted right now by uh, Logan Paul and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. What's, what's this Benedict Cumberbatch thing, Maury? Explain this to me. What happened to him now? Can you hear me? Yeah. So he's going to be on this Friday's Graham Norton show, and he was explaining his most embarrassing moment ever. Oh, that's what this is. Okay, because yeah. I keep seeing the headline everywhere where it was like, and again, Benedict Cumberbatch, it's like, how does Benedict Cumberbatch get embarrassed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this the, is an epic story. Oh, it is? is. It really? Oh. It's, I, anyone would be embarrassed. Hmm. <laughs> Okay. Should we take a guess before we play? Yes. What, what yeah, I, haven't, things, I haven't heard this. I haven't heard this. What I haven't are heard this. That, I wish you had. That okay. the great Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> would be embarrassed about. Like, how did Dr. he embarrass himself? Okay. How did he embarrass himself? He. Um, Do you think that this happened uh, on or off set? Like in his uh, regular real life or something when he was filming? Definitely regular real life. Definitely yes. regular real life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Did Benedict Cumberbatch. Use a public restroom, oh. and they ran out oh. of toilet paper, oh. and he had to ask someone else. 
more embarrassing than that. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm going to say for a guy like Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch is such a pro that he's not going to go on a show and say, let me tell you my my most embarrassing story. And that story is not going to involve running out of toilet paper. Like Benedict Cumberbatch is going to come with heat, right? Like he's going to come with something that is truly embarrassing. Like he um, was having a conversation with someone Called him by a different name or thought that he close. was talking to somebody else? Close. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. oh really? Oh, but like, that close, out. but yet so far away. Uh, more. <laughs> that doesn't help. Can I just play it? <laughs> yeah, please. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, I presented, um, last year I presented this thing called the Loris Awards, which is like the Oscars, but for sports. And, you know, I was meeting some icons of sport. Yeah. You know, um, Formula One racing car drivers, tennis players, and swimmers, including Missy Franklin, the amazing American female swimmer. And she... Um, you know, Miss, she's, she's, what, 18? I mean, she's so young. So I was thinking, it's incredible, you've achieved so much, and I'm, I feel like I'm double your age. I mean, it's incredible just listening to, to, to all of your achievements. I'm, I'm, I'm just... And she was sat right next to her parents as well. I said, I, you know, I'm sitting here, and I, I'm, just, I'm just getting stiff even, even listening to you. I didn't have that pause, but I heard, I heard behind me, uh, I heard uh, a friend of mine, Julian, who was in the audience, laugh. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> like a sort of volley go coming, like that. Like, like, uh, and then at the party afterwards, I went up to her and went, I'm so sorry. She went, what about? And then I had to explain. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Only something an old guy would say. Only something an old guy would say, watching you young kids doing all that stuff you do, man, I just get stiff thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Benedict Cumberbatch. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? Uh (laughs) Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Kanye uh, posting and deleting and posting and deleting and then posting and then changing and I'll try and make sense of everything. So first, the uh, the Pete Davidson, mm-hmm. uh, Kanye uh, talking to and about uh, Pete Davidson again on Instagram. So what Kanye did was he posted a screen grab of Pete Davidson on Weekend Update on SNL. And Pete Davidson, this was when the week after Kanye was musical guest on SNL Mm -hmm. where he uh, made those comments about Trump afterwards. And this was Pete Davidson when he was like, Hey, you you know, you know what I only want from Kanye. And then he put on a hat that says make Kanye 2016 or 26, 2006 again. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here was the clip that Kanye was referencing. Kanye is a genius, but like a musical genius, you know, like Joey Chestnut is a hot dog eating genius, (laughs) you know, but I don't want to hear Joey Chestnut's opinion about things that aren't hot dog related. (laughs) But like Kanye, I know you're like, yo, this is the real me. I'm off the meds. <laughs> Take them. There's no shame in the in the medicine game. I'm on them. It's great. Take them. There's nothing wrong with take them. If I ever got on a plane and the pilot said, I just want all you to know, this is the real me flying. <laughs> <laughs> I jump out. <laughs> Being mentally ill is not an excuse to act like a jackass. Okay? I'm quoting, I'm quoting my therapist, my mom, and my mailman. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. Okay, so that was the clip that he was referencing to. And then what Kanye wrote underneath that was Hi, Skeet, you got any more mental health jokes for me? 
And then he deleted all that. Uh, But the other thing going on with Kanye is Donda 2. And what Kanye is doing is that he announced that instead of the album being on Apple Music, Spotify, and other streaming services, fans uh, are only going to be able to access the album on the stem player, which is Kanye's stem player. First of all, this is the ugliest gadget I've ever seen. It is the worst shade of brown. Uh, that any piece of tech has ever been created. You know what it looks like? A If you have one of these at home, this is exactly what it looks like. A smaller version of the Google Nest Mini. Right. That's yes. exactly what it looks like. Small. It fits like literally in the palm of your hand. So we said Donda 2 will only be available on my own platform, the stem player, not on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, or YouTube. And he said that it was time to free music from this oppressive system, saying, uh, quote, today's artists get just 12% of the money the industry makes. It's time to free music from this oppressive system. It's time to take control and build our own. Go to stemplayer.com to order now. Uh, stem player is $200. So basically now if fans want the new Kanye album, they're going to have to pay $200. Mm-hmm. And I guess the cool thing about the stem player have you watched the videos yeah is that it allows you to mess with the music you can like isolate vocals or the drums or you can like you can, you can scratch it if you want like you do all that stuff up. you could slow it down Nobody you could play it backwards that. you could loop vocals loop instruments you that, could add effects to it you know this reminds me of this reminds me of you know when all the sports stations when they got like they went all in on like setting all these cameras up in an arena and then they were like okay and on your tablet at home you can control the cameras and then you could sit there and like watch a hockey game and i could like you know pick which cameras i wanted and do all i don't want to do that you got to work for the network yeah i don't i don't want to do that you hire like you hire really talented people to shoot a hockey game i don't want to sit there and have access to to cameras i don't i i just want to watch the hockey game Question. i just want to listen to kanye's album i don't want to sit there and understand like i don't want to be able to remix the baseline it, look, it, it looks pretty cool right <laughs> it's stupid i'm into it i'm not going to pay the money for no, it it uh, looks cool though um, am I making this up or did I read that at one point the NHL, they had something inside of the hockey pucks. So when you're watching on TV, anytime somebody shot the puck or passed the puck or whatever, the puck in motion, it would leave like a, you don't remember the, you don't remember like the, you don't remember like the blue that? comet. No, you don't remember that happening. But That's I read, when I read about that. Somewhere. Okay. So, so that happened. <sighs> God. So that happened when they started signing U.S. network television deals. Okay. And they thought the geniuses running the U.S. networks thought that um, in order they had to try and sell hockey to Americans. Mm. But they thought that Americans who were just so used to football and baseball and everything else would have a difficult time watching hockey because the puck is so small. So they decided black puck so, on white ice. so they put a chip inside the puck uh-huh. that then when it was broadcast on television, anytime somebody would shoot the puck, you would see like you do in NHL on PlayStation, uh-huh. you would see like a big blue comet streak off the back of it. Oh, sick. Right? No, it was stupid. Yo, I'm into it. They should bring no, that back. You want them to bring back the, the comet puck? Yes. No. Because oh, I'm used to seeing it on, on NHL. No, come on. You can't. Can't on do 2K, that. right? Wow, I can't believe you want the comic puck Listen, back. You know me, I'm down with all tech and like, like everything. Not that. Yes, though. I would absolutely love to you watch want hockey that like to that. to come back? Yes, bring it back. No. Yeah, hashtag no. bring back the blue comet. It Is was, that what it was called? Blue comet? No, no. it was it was but it was shameful. Uh.
I don't know. I'm into it. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The more I talk man. about this, I, I make Kanye my money for no, this. Oh no! For this stem you are the wrong person for all of this. <laughs> well, stop telling me about it. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh, you see yeah. that uh, Coca Cola is releasing a new drink, or they're debuting a new, new Coke? flavor. On Monday. Don't they remember how that have worked out for them the last time? I know. And this one, I don't know if it's going to work. Okay. I love y'all at Coke, but. Yeah, what is it? <sighs> What's this taste like? Outer space. Excuse me. They're debuting a new drink. Uh, what does that mean? Outer space. On Monday. There's no taste in outer space. That uh, tastes. Maybe su- there is. Supposedly to taste like outer space. <laughs> okay. It's called Coca-Cola Starlight. Okay. Let's just move on. <laughs> I don't. It says that it's inspired that. by space and has, quote, notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire as well as a cooling sensation that evokes the feeling of a cold journey to space. One okay. reporter who Hold tried on, wait, it. Read that again. It tastes like what? Like outer space. No, 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 no. Read what notes, you just wrote. Notes reminiscent of stargazing around a campfire as well as a cooling okay, sensation. So that's Earth. Yeah. That evokes the feeling of a cold journey to space. Okay. So it doesn't taste like space. It tastes like campfire. Stargazing around a campfire as well as a cooling sensation that evokes a feeling it, of a cold it, journey. Yeah, it tastes like looking at stars. One reporter who tried it said it tastes like regular Coke, Coke is sweeter. <laughs> yeah. That's so stupid. I don't know if I'm going to be rushing out to try this new Coke. That tastes like so, outer space. No. Uh, you, first of all, don't, call, don't say something that tastes like outer space. And if you really want to blow me away with something that tastes like outer space, mm-hmm. put that technology into like, uh, like a chicken parm. You know what I mean? Where I could like... A chicken parm that tastes like outer space? <laughs> yeah, or something. <laughs> you know, you only get... Wow, far out. The things that I don't eat and drink are always the things that come up with the cool gimmicks, uh-huh. right? It's always like candies and pop and Different like and McDonald's. Like it's all this stuff that I don't eat. What if I told you that this Coke that tastes like outer space, when you pour it, it it's more red the color I, is red. I don't want for I don't want more red Coke. Like I don't I don't drink Coke, right? But it like tastes I, like outer space. Yeah, but it doesn't taste like outer space. It tastes like it tastes like looking at outer space, they said. It tastes like looking sitting around the campfire. It gives you the feeling of outer space, mm-hmm. but it gives you it's the taste of looking at outer space. Right, but in a drink. But it's, I don't need that in a drink. <laughs> and it's red. I don't need that in make it in a chicken parm and then I'll be interested. <laughs> okay? I don't want a Coke. <laughs> I don't want a more sweet well, Coke version I of outer space. I think that you're going to be this passionate about <laughs> Well, I think it's dumb. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. You better watch your back. Bro, everybody's still talking about uh, Tinder Swindler. Mm-hmm. Your enemies are watching. <laughs> my, my enemies. My enemies. <laughs> Keep the tabs on you. Uh, so the, the, we know earlier this week that the Tinder Swindler um, got uh, a an agent, like a manager, looking to, wants to start a dating show where I guess he's sort of like The Bachelor and then yeah. women vie for his attention. Uh, but he also joined Cameo. Cameo is a place where um, sort of pseudo-celebrities can go on and get paid to do personal greetings for fans. You pay this guy like 400 bucks or whatever it is, and then he will send a message to you or your sweetheart or your office or whatever it is. So here's one of uh, Simon Levive's messages uh, from Cameo. Hi, everyone. Here is Simon Levive from my bed. bed. (laughs) Hello, man from El Paso, Texas. Here is a tip. If she loves you, she will loan you $1,000. Watch your kid and let you go to Cincinnati so you can hide from your enemies. I love you all, El Paso. Stop driving crazy. I love you all. 
I wish you a great and a magnificent day, everybody. Okay, okay. So uh, buying fully he, into it, right? So he's now making bank off of this. Oh, yes. Like buying fully into the watch out for your enemies, yeah, lend yeah. me money, all of this stuff. Uh, so Cecile and uh, Pernilla were on with Tamron Hall. And one of the things that came up was their feelings uh, towards the Tinder swindler, Simon Levive. Um, one, having an agent trying to capitalize on this, but also uh, being on things like Cameo. So here are the two women that were most featured uh, in uh, the Tinder Swindler. Simon Laviv is trying to parlay this newfound fame or infamy into a possible entertainment career and that he has signed with a talent manager and he now has an account with an online service allowing him to be paid to create personalized videos for people. Um, what are your thoughts on these reports? Oh, to be honest, I was heartbroken to see any company to collaborate with a criminal. He is wanted still in Europe, so he's just hiding in Israel at the moment. I think he have crimes against him, allegations against him in U.S. as well. But no, it's honestly heartbroken. I mean, like we're coming out here as a victim, sharing our story and trying to share the world, a criminal and what he's doing, and for anyone to collaborate these type of people like it's honestly it's very heartbroken like and to see like he has a manager is a woman and as a woman i mean i i don't know how you can go to bed at night and doing this i mean this could be your daughter that this happened to it could be your sister your family member that this happened to i mean like it's not that he scammed us he put a death threats on us and it's not so much yes yeah, let's not forget about the death threats um but it, it's it's interesting because it was not. It was all nonviolent. In the end, it was all nobody got nobody got hurt. Mm -hmm. And because it's so easy to sort of put this on these on the women of like you know, could you not see the red flags? Could you not this? And because he didn't go away for it, because he didn't steal anything, they gave it all to him multiple times. Multiple multiple times. It allows him, even though he's kicked off Tinder and Bumble and all the other dating sites. There's really nothing from stopping him from doing stuff like this, right. from like doing stuff like cameo and to make money legit. Oh, legit. How, do we know, Maury? Do you know it all? How many uh, people on cameo have had him do greetings? Is there any way to tell or four. no? Four. Four. And what does he? And, so far? and what does he? And what does he charge? He charges. It's like twelve hundred bucks for twelve hundred yeah. bucks. What? Yeah. Oh no, my I, god! 12, I thought it was twelve hundred for business. For, and, uh, business, right? Yeah, and like five hundred for personal. What kind of business? What kind of business? Well, it's if you want to say, hey, this is you know John from John's Dry Cleaning. No, you know? I, no, Maury, I understand how it works. <laughs> I understand what the concept of doing Yo, a greeting leave, for a leave business. Leave John's jock cleaning alone. Honest man trying to make honest living. I know. He doesn't need a kid. I know, I know. we're sitting alive. here talking about the Tinder swindler, and you go and bring John's dry cleaning into this, man. What okay? did I ever do, man? Yeah, don't use him as an example. Been That's in rude. business for the past 40 years. Right? Staple in the community. <laughs> <laughs> Member of the Chamber of Commerce, for God's sakes. Come on, man. Okay? I'm going to be pissed today. Stay on topic, man. Anyway, um, that is the uh, latest on the Tinder Swindler. And John's dry cleaning. Stop it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the Tinder Swindler did an interview. No, he didn't. Yeah, with uh, Inside Edition. Hey, Maury, how much do you think Inside Edition paid Tinder Swindler to do this interview? Oh, a lot of a money. A lot of money, right? Because that talent agent he signed with, her job is to get him money. Right. And His so, enemies better not find out. Thank you. And so they sat down with a Tinder Swindler in uh, part one of the interview, and it's not even like he's saying 
things were misconstrued or they got their facts wrong. He's just straight up denying everything. These women make some very serious allegations against you. They say they were conned and threatened. They weren't conned and they weren't threatened. Are you the son of a billionaire diamond mogul? No, I am not. And I never presented myself. You don't feel bad for them uh. in any way. <laughs> I feel bad for something that I didn't done. No, I feel bad for whatever happened to myself. I want to clear my name. I want to say to the world, this is not true. How do you fund your lavish lifestyle? I'm a legit businessman. You know, I bought uh, Bitcoin in 2011, which was nothing. I don't need to say how much it's worth now. You'd think with his notorious reputation in every corner of planet Earth, women everywhere would steer clear of this guy. But look who we found by his side. His beautiful girlfriend, Israeli model Kate Conlon. Kate, what do you make of these women's claims in the documentary? My God, it's like how someone can build such a fake story. I just had to ask. Kate, has Simon ever borrowed money from you? Of course so. <laughs> the women featured in the Tinder Swindler documentary say they are still in debt due to the money they say he scammed from them. Mm -hmm. What would you say to those people who feel you're a fast talker, Ooh. but you're really a fraud Ooh. and a fake? Ooh. I'm not a fraud and I'm not a fake. People don't know me, so they cannot judge me. Uh, what about okay. all the receipts? Thank you. Right? Like, like, and all the texts and your voice notes. Right. And There's a lot of evidence. Like everything. There's a lot. Anyways, so uh, I guess uh, they're going to run Can you this ask for your parents for days. money? Can you sell your house? I, I only hope that they ask about his enemies, though. I just need to know how that all worked out for oh, him. By the yeah, way, Maury. he has merchandise, too. That what is he buy. selling? No, he doesn't. T-shirts and stuff. What, the what? what do they say? Oh, I don't. I, I haven't looked at what they say, but I just know that on his new Instagram that he is selling shirts and stuff. Hold on. What's Hold on. Let's see. I need to see this. What's his Instagram? It's gone. Like, it's gone now from it. It was in a story. Oh, but what did they say? Is no, it but like, what's his is IG? It, is, it, is it like my oh, enemies, his, my enemies? Beware of your enemies. Beware of your enemies. Can you pawn your car for me? <laughs> That's what I, I would get that t-shirt. If he, his, if he really uh, his Instagram now is just underscore Simon underscore Leviev. Just underscore Simon. He has a whopping one thousand okay, seven hundred followers. One thousand seven hundred and fifty-one. Um, that was a boring ass feed. Yeah, and he's selling oh. NFTs as well. God, NFTs. That's oh, here we racket. go. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. There's the shirts. Yeah. It says if you, if what, if she really loves you, yeah. Oh no, she'll take out a loan for you. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Told you. <laughs> Come on. Oh my god. Come on. Oh, no. Uh. Oh, there's another show that says Peter's hurt. Send money. <laughs> <laughs> You know how much he's charging for this shirt? 200 bucks. Really? Yeah. That's expensive. Oh, my God. Oh, when your enemies are after you and you need 20K. <laughs> It's $28. Peter's hurts and my, money. You asked about enemies, right? Yeah. My enemies are after me. 28 bucks. <laughs> uh, if she really loves you, she'll take out a $20,000 loan for you. Wow. <laughs> oh no, the Peters Hurt Send Money is $28. That's wow. So funny, man. That's so funny. So and you can buy those where? His like you his just website. His, his website. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Sam and Maury and Deepa, question for you. 
Would you like to hear Tom Holland talking about his body for a minute or Channing Tatum talking about his body for a minute? Channing Tatum. Uh, none of the above. <laughs> none of the above, wow, Deepa. Deepa. Oh, really? Interesting. Okay. You know it's not cheating, right? This is a <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know you're like, doing they, and everything, but... Are they talking about how attractive they are? Or like, what's the context? Uh, the of... contest is talking about, like, getting ripped and having to get into shape. Should I have taken longer that, thinking uh, about my answer uh, then? Now I feel <laughs> weird. We know where your thoughts come from. Uh, so, Deepa, you have no, you have no preference for this. Um, actually, I changed my mind. Tom okay. Holland. Okay, oh, let's, let's, let's start with Channing Tatum then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just do both. Thanks for asking. Uh, One for each. <laughs> so uh, Magic Mike 3, it's happening, yeah. right? Yes. I heard that it's happening. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You were trying to keep it from us, sir. <laughs> I really you did. You were trying not to do it. I, I, you know, if I'm, if I'm moving <laughs> oh weird. Oh, my gosh. If I'm, oh, God. That's amazing. No, no, don't put that up. I would uh, put that. If I worked out and looked like that, I would put it up <laughs> everywhere. Trust me. That might be the reason why I didn't want to do a third one is because I have to is look it, like that. Do you, so you don't work out regularly all the time? <laughs> no, but it's it's hard to look like. Even if you do work out, to be like, that to be kind that of in kind shape of is, is not, it's not natural. Do you have to it's, eat, like, so well? Yeah, you have to. Not, well is not even. That's not even healthy. You have to starve yourself. Oh my God! I don't think when you're that lean, See, it's actually health is healthy dangerous. It That's is. Why. It's true. <laughs> New public kidding. service announcement, folks. Health New is PSA. not good for you. This is why I don't work out. <laughs> I am just trying to save people here. Um, no, but what is it like getting into shape for that? Like, is it that kind of hell? Like, yeah, I mean, I, which truly, I don't know how people that work a nine to five actually stay in shape because it's my full time job and I can barely do it. Yeah. But it is. Like you work out twice a day. You have to eat completely right at a certain time. It's a. Uh, it's a specific thing. I hear you, bro. It's tough. He makes it sound so easy. <laughs> no, he does. He makes no, it sound like hell on not, earth. No, but the way. No, I do. Said. But but he's one of those ones where oh my gosh, it's so difficult. But you, the way he says it, it's like he's just trying to make man, us feel better for what is easy for him. The man literally. He, literally he just. Difficult. I don't think. Yeah. I think you need to go he back said, and listen. He to he no, I heard he it. It's the way no, you he did said, it. Yeah, I absolutely did. It was the way he said it, where he's like. Yeah, it's really difficult. He, the man he said, said more than you that. You have to starve yourself to look like that. Yeah, Go but back he didn't and listen to it more. No, I know, but he didn't make it sound like it was really that difficult for him. <laughs> Starving yourself, Bro, like honestly. <laughs> Uh, and Deepa, because you asked so nicely, yeah, I guess we can play the Tom Holland talking about oh, his okay. body for you. <laughs> Not to totally objectify you, but you are ripped in this movie. You have like seven thousand abs. Right. Yeah. And I mean, what? Just what? It's interesting. Well, I mean, I'm working with the sort of king of fitness over here. I, when we came to shoot the film, the only benefit of the lockdown for me was that when we came to set for the first day of shooting, I realized how much smaller I was than Mark. You know what I mean? It's no secret you train all the time. Your fitness is a big part of your life. And it is mine, but, you know, for a Spider-Man, it's much more about agility and flexibility rather than being bulky. So when we shut down for... I don't know, five months, all I did was go home and eat and train and eat and train because I didn't want to look like your kid. I needed to look <laughs> like your partner. Well, you want the Henley to fit well anyway. Exactly. You don't want it to be baggy and look like it's exactly. a, a nighty or something. That exactly. So it was nice to have that break to go home and just really focus on putting on some weight, which is something I hadn't done before. Mm -hmm. uh, but I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that process. It was a lot of fun. Mark, did you give him any tips? No, he knows what he's doing. I think it's just a he matter gave me a of. Gym, I did, yes. Very he, kind of you. He, he had the uh, free reign of our gym at any time. Uh, I did expect him to like enjoy, you know, join in on a workout one or two days, <laughs> but you know. He has strategically, uh, you know, always <laughs> avoided that. Plans. He has plans. Yeah. He, he, yeah. he had plans. So that's uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg talking about uh, what's that movie called? I can't Uncharted. say. Uncharted. Thank you. What is it? Uncharted. Uncharted.
What did you say, Deepa? Sorry, I said Uncharted. Close enough. When? What did you say, Mocha? Un- you said, un- now I'm going to say what Deepa said. Deepa said <laughs> Uncharted? Yeah. Is I it said Uncharted? Uncharted. I don't know. I can't Uncharted. Say. It's it's what? Uncharted. Uncharted. Yeah, because I can't say that because I, I always say Uncharted. Yeah, no, it's not bad. The way I... I That... (laughs) Spoiler alert, that's a sequel. (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Jake Gyllenhaal finally addressing those rumors that Taylor Swift's All Too Well uh, was about him. And this really came to light again because they dated back in 2010 for a little while. Why are you talking about it and now? Then, because, I, because she released the Taylor's version and then fans started going in on him because this was like the super long version of the song that she realized yeah. that she re-released. And then everybody just made the assumptions of the give her the scarf back and all of this stuff. Yeah, like how dare you? Right? I walked through the door with you so he tells Esquire that uh, he insists that the song has, quote, nothing to do with me. You can let this play. He continued, it's about her relationship with her fans. It is her expression. Artists tap into personal experiences for inspiration, and I don't begrudge anyone for that. But However, he does go on because as soon as people start talking about Jake Gyllenhaal again, the mm-hmm. Taylor fans come out. And I've long said that artists need to be responsible in some way for the things that their fans do when they become vicious. And so this is what Jake Gyllenhaal said uh, about that viciousness to Esquire. He said, at some point, I think it's important important when supporters get unruly that we feel a responsibility to have them be civil and not allow for cyberbullying in anyone's name. So this that quote is not going to go over well with Taylor Swift fans. You better stay off Twitter. At all. Yeah. This entire yeah. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. The Wendy Williams Show is officially going to be canceled in June. The Sherry Shepard Show really? is to premiere this fall. Uh, Wendy in Williams. That time yeah, 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 officially done. Uh, Sherry's deal has been finalized, and the Sherry, Sh- Sherry Shepard Show will now p- replace Wendy. Uh, sources close to production uh, say that the producers informed everyone on the Wendy Show uh, that it is being canceled the end of June, and that in the uh, in the next in the next breath that they hired everyone to work on the Sherry Shepard show. They had said this about Wendy Williams because Wendy Williams popped up on Instagram, but under a new account last week. And that's because at Wendy's show is no longer under her control because I mm. guess the producers own the Twitter or the, the Instagram account. So they'll just be shifting that Instagram account over to the Sherry Shepard show. So Wendy's basically starting from scratch. Keep all the followers. Yeah. And they said that uh, Wendy had become somewhat unbearable having tantrums and throwing things at people. Basically, the uh, consensus among the crew is that she didn't want to be there anymore. Her illness may have exasperated those feelings. Uh, but she did not want to be there anymore. And wow. so uh, Wendy Williams done oh, a lot of Wendy Williams She has a made statement, right? No, uh, but she, Wendy's always great for going viral too. I mean, listen, she goes viral for a lot of dumb things, but yeah. they make, I don't, I mean, you know, she does what she does. You know, when you go on Wendy, you know what you're getting. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, Tom Holland uh, talking to... Um, I think it was Ryan and Kelly. Is that who it was? Kelly and Ryan? Mm -hmm. Uh, About what it was like filming uh, these Spider-Man movies during the first round, like when he first got cast as Spider-Man and what he had to go through to uh, impress the producers because he was like the new guy. Listen to this. On the first movie, I remember we were shooting this sequence on uh, on the Washington Monument and I was in the suit for days at a time, sort of 11 hours, and I was young, so I wanted to impress the studio. I didn't want them to think that I needed breaks. And I remember calling my mum up 
on our daily phone calls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was like, Mom, I'm really struggling. Like, I'm working every day, and because I wear the suit, I can't go to the bathroom. And then two days later, the producer came up to me and was like, How are your kidneys? <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I was like, Yeah. My kidneys are fine. Why are you asking? He's like, Well, your mom called us. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> She's very concerned about your organs on this shoot. Yeah, so my oh. mom called up the biggest studio in the world That's and was like, give my son a toilet break. Oh, no. <laughs> Spider-Man. So embarrassing. Come on, dog. Uh, da, 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 da. And his movie went, uh, was number one this weekend. Yeah, the, yeah, un- Uncharted. Un- Unchartered? What is it? Sorry. What is it? Uncharted. No. Now you're going to mess me up. Okay, what is it? Uncharted. Is it Uncharted? Uncharted or Uncharted? No, it's not that one. Okay, hold on here. Okay. Is it, I always screw this up. Is it Uncharted, Uncharted, or Uncharted? It's Uncharted. 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 Yeah. Okay, cool. Anyway, number one in the box office. Thank you very much. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Well, I mean, is there going to be a war? Uh, so you, the would you say is there going to be? A- yeah, the long feared uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine. Yeah, appeared to really be happening today, if not already underway, with uh, Vladimir Putin ordering forces into the separatist regions of Ukraine, and mm-hmm. that's sort of like what everybody was. So Ukraine is like attached to Russia, right? Mm. And it used to be part of the Soviet Union. And then in 91, when everything sort of went away, Ukraine became its own thing. And Russia was always like, yo, but that's ours, right? And then there's a little thing under Ukraine called Crimea. And this was what it was in the news, like when Obama was president, when Russia came down, because a lot of the people who lived there were like, yo, I know we're part of Ukraine, but we still love Russia. Like there's a lot of Russians in there. And And so Russia was like, yo, that's ours now. And then they just annexed the whole joint. But then when you look at like the sort of East, part of Ukraine, right? There's a lot of people there, much like Quebec, where they're like, we are our own people and, and all sure. this, right? You know, referendums and this sort of thing. So they're very pro-Russia in like that eastern part of Ukraine. And now Putin is like, okay, this part of Ukraine where you guys are like, we super love Russian, we identify as Russian, uh, we recognize that now. Mm-hmm. And it's not even their country. You're part of the squad. You're part of the squad now, right? And so Russia's like, okay, all you, all my homies that are in the eastern part of Ukraine, we're going to send some tanks just to make sure nothing bad happens to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And then they set off fireworks and, and everything else, right? And then that's sort of what's happening now. And then years ago there was- about fireworks? Uh, mean missiles well yeah it's not like a big celebration of fireworks like yeah hooray thank you right and russia's like yo we need that for like all the oil to go through we like we would really like to own you why not right like sign the deal with us and then they almost had that deal back in like 2015 2014 and then immediately there was an uprising in ukraine and the guy who was running ukraine was ousted and then he went and signed that deal with the european union and then russia was like yo what happened to our deal man yeah and then that that's how all of this started, right? So Russia so now... So you go back in your word? Right, yes, right. So Russia now is like, yo, but like our homies, like they love Russia. Like what are we supposed to do when your people love Russia so much? Yeah, gang, gang. Right? You have some tanks. <laughs> Right. So that's pretty much what's going on now. And then America is like, okay, well, nobody's going to be allowed to do business with you. 
And then Russia's like, well, you know. We hate USA we anyway. We hate USA anyway. So what's going to happen? Because Russia, they sell a lot of fuel, right? Like mm-hmm. 50% of the money they make comes from gas. Like the whole country's just a gas station. So that's what's happening. And now they've moved Yo, tanks Yo, send in, some over right? here. Make our gas cheaper. Well, we already get gas from everywhere. We get gas from the worst countries in the world in this country. Well, if you have so much, uh, why does it cost so much? <laughs> well, because this. Because of this. Because of what's happening right now, that's why gas is so expensive. I'm going to fly over there. And do what? Y'all, you're messing with my gas. Right? Yes, I know. You're messing with the prices over yes, here. Yes, thank you, right? Can I eat? Yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, so that's what's going on. Tanks are rolling in. Uh, they call them, oh, sorry, I shouldn't say, uh, I shouldn't say, they call them peacekeepers. Oh, yeah, because Vladimir... He's trying to do what's right. Yeah, because because Russia definitely has a peacekeeping division of their military. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that happens. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Man, this Russian stuff, I sort of got like... Uh, and maybe if you're not my age, like Gen X, this, you know, seems peculiar. But this was the thing, Russia attacking somebody, that you sort of grew up fearing during that sort of tail end of the Cold War into the early 90s when the Soviet Union fell. This is what, like, you were just, like, you just feared, like, and they, it was, like, every movie was based around Russia, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Rocky Four was based around the sort of Cold War, U.S. versus Russia, yeah. right? Uh, and then it was always, it was always, you know, this and it, and it, and it hadn't happened sort of on, on this scale, uh, before, but, uh, Russia launched a, uh, wide ranging attack on Ukraine, uh, today, uh, hitting cities and bases, airstrikes, shelling, um, the Ukraine government said that, uh, Russian tanks and troops had rolled across the border. I think like 40 people have already been killed, oh. um, in announcing the military operation, um, Putin was like deflecting the um, condemnation, I guess, and all the sanctions and referred to Russia's nuclear arsenal uh, when threatening any foreign country attempting to interfere. And the quote was that you would be met with consequences you have never seen, Um, which is tough. And so to try and just explain again, because I know we talked about this the other day. Right. So when it comes to nukes, Mm -hmm. okay, the nukes, the nukes. Um, when the Soviet Union fell in 91, what was left? Because Ukraine used to be part of that, right? And then what was left was Ukraine was one of, at the time, the three big nuclear power countries in the world because Russia had all their nukes there. So there was U.S., Russia, and Ukraine. Mm -hmm. And then Ukraine said, um, okay, so what if we, in 94, they said, okay, so what if we get rid of the nukes? Because you know, U.S. is always like, hey, Iran, hey, uh, North Korea, get rid of your nukes, right? And then there's always this, eh, sure, whatever. Um, so, yeah, so, we'll get to yeah it. we'll get to it. So, so, so Ukraine was like, what if we get rid of our nukes and will you protect us? So they signed a deal. Okay. In 94, it was called the, the Budapest Accord or the Budapest Agreement or something like that. I don't remember. Uh, and then they got rid of their, they got rid of their nukes, but they got rid of their nukes on the condition that the UK, America and Russia would protect them. Right. They're like, hey, listen, we're going to get rid of all these nukes. We need protection. And so they signed this agreement. Mm -hmm. And so far it was like, okay, but, you know, 
what happens is Russia's like, well, we know you don't have nukes anymore. And then they're like, yeah, but Russia, you signed this agreement. And they're like, you signed that with an old government. Yeah. And then they're like, you don't sign agreements with governments. You sign agreements with countries, right? Like those agreements stand regardless of, you know, Clinton was in office when they signed it with the U.S. That agreement still stands with through Trump and Biden and everything else. So if you're wondering. Right, right, right. Russia now is like, yo, new year, new me. New so- year, new me, right? And then that's what they did. And then when, when when they took Crimea in, in 2014, when Obama was in office, you know, Ukraine was like, yo, bros, what are you doing? And they're like, ah, we'll throw some sanctions on them, whatever, right? And, then, and basically nothing happened. And so since then, Ukraine has been like, yo, we have this agreement. And so they all wanted to meet, right? So they were like, okay, we're all going to meet about this bloody agreement that we signed. Uh, we're going to meet in uh, in Paris, okay? So uh, Ukraine's going to be there. America's going to be, uh, be there. UK's going to be there. And uh, Russia's going to be there, okay? We're going to go. We're go. We're good? And they're like, yeah, we're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And like, okay, so Paris on the weekend? And like, Paris on the weekend, okay? Mm-hmm. We're good. We're good. We're good. We're good. And then they all get to Paris and Russia doesn't show. Right. <laughs> okay. So that's, what a jerk. So move. that's what's down. And then so you have these group, this group of people, as we were talking about, in the eastern part of uh, Ukraine, right, where they have always sort of like they're like, yeah, we're kind of like we love Russia, right. Mm-hmm. And then like Ukraine has always been like, yes, but you're Ukraine, and they're like, yet but we identify as Russian. <laughs> and then so now Russia is like, yo, my homies who identify as Russian, don't worry, we got you because there's been like this civil war going on, uh-huh. right. A lot of people. People died. And so now Russia's going in saying, we're protecting you, right? We're going to keep you safe from the awful Ukraine, who, by the way, got rid of all their nukes. Mm-hmm. Okay? We got you back. Don't we, worry. We got, right? So that's like things happening in a sort of nutshell and why nukes matter, because Ukraine used to have a ton of nukes. Yeah. Uh, and now they and now they and don't. They and they if got every, rid of them. Yeah. No, they did. They, oh, well, they okay. were all Russian anyway. They would have been able to get them. I, I don't even know. Sure. I don't even know. But if, if you're wondering why, like, the, why does the U.S. always have to be involved in everything, like all of that stuff? It's because they have that agreement. Yeah. Because they agreed to protect these people uh, and they just haven't. And then so what they're doing now is they're throwing sanctions on. And when you throw sanctions on somebody like Putin, he's like <laughs> sanction, <laughs> sanction this. Yeah. Right. And so that's what's uh, that's what's happening. But it's scary as hell, man. It really is. And I uh, I feel for anybody in this city or this country that has family out in Ukraine. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.